In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said, Alas for you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you who shut up the kingdom of heaven in men's faces, neither going in yourselves nor allowing others to go in who want to. Alas for you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you who travel over sea and land to make a single proselyte, and when you have him, you make him twice as fit as hell for you are. Alas for you, blind guides, you who say if a man swears by the temple, it has no force, but if a man swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound. Fools and blind. For which of greater worth, the gold or the temple, that makes the gold sacred? Or else, if a man swears by the altar, it has no force. But if a man swears by the offering that is on the altar, he's bound. You blind men, for which is of greater worth, the offering or the altar that makes the offering sacred? Therefore, when a man swears by the altar, he is swearing by that and by everything on it. And when a man swears by the temple, he is swearing by that, and the one who dwells in it. And when a man swears by heaven, he is swearing by the throne of God, and by the one who is seated there. The Gospel of the Lord Making broad sweeping statements is a dangerous thing. Making simplistic connections between modern-day persons with characters in a Bible is a far more insidious thing. The Bible is often used as a convenient tool for character bashing, rather than a mirror in which we should place before ourselves for honest self-reflection. For example, if one were to be obedient to the magisterium or authority of the church, one may get labelled as rigid. The word rigid has become something of a pejorative term in the common parlance of some clerics and theologians in recent years. It brings with it the image of the hardness of stone and the ability to recognize that human reality is much more nuanced. And if rigidity is seen as a pharisaical trait, then those who follow the church's moral and liturgical laws adhere to doctrinal orthodoxy or observe her canonical disciplines would all be tarred with the same brush as the odious Pharisees in the Gospels. A simplistic reading of today's text may lead one to conclude that our Lord's main issue with the scribes and Pharisees was their slavish and obsessive obedience to the law, which many would understand as legalism. But was this the Lord's main complaint? In other parts of this Gospel, our Lord has reiterated his clear position that he is not against the law, but he finds issue with the narrow and skewed interpretation of the scribes and Pharisees and their hypocrisy. Legalism does not just mean mere obedience to the law, for if it is as simple as this, disobeying the law would be the solution. The opposite of legalism is certainly not anarchy, lawlessness. Rather, legalism is an approach which places 
the law above the person and in doing so violates the very purpose of the law. To paraphrase on a saying of our Lord on the Sabbath law, it can be said that the law is made for man, not man for the law. The four illustrations cited by our Lord in today's Gospel seek to highlight the failure of the scribes and Pharisees to put this purpose of the law in its proper perspective. They were obsessed with the meticulous and perfect observance of the law, the externals, but failed to remember its purpose, which is set out succinctly in the last canon of our canon, Code of Canon Law, having before one's eyes the salvation of souls, which is always the supreme law of the Church. As the Venerable Fulton Sheaton taught, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. The Church has never ceased to echo this most important and urgent truth. The salvation of souls is the supreme law of the Church, and if I might add, its primary-ish mission. Thus all laws, their interpretation and their application, must be grounded in this truth. The fundamental truth of all human affairs is that God's great love for us wills to save all men, and we must order our lives accordingly accordingly to the will of his by obeying his commandments. To do so would be an act of love, certainly not one of rigidity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.